0: No better simin of an amazing Shabbos than when a bunch of guys are here with their own cars, and we make up a lavamalka an hour and a half after Shabbos, and 95% of the island is still here. That's no, that's a, that's a big sim-in. Um I still feel like I'm new at Landers, especially when I sit next to someone that's there for two decades. Um, and when you go to a new place. So each place, you discover that each place that you spend time in, and I'm sure you realize this when you show up, that each place has its own culture, its own language. And there was a special stroke of the HaDesh that HaKadosh Baruch who placed me right next to Rav Erev who took me under his wing and helped me navigate some of that language. And, um, and we had a sheer language ourselves because we went to the same yeshiva when we were younger. And, and uh, I have a tremendous, tremendous. it's, a, it's a appropriate to mention my, my Akarsatai for that. A lot of times when a new Rebbe comes in, it could take a while for him to feel at home, and Rebbe Bamberger made a tremendous difference in helping me feel at home very quickly. And um, there's no greater simen of uh, what it means to be devoted to Bachrim than being willing to spend a Matzah Shabbos, um, you guys know the trip. You did it on Friday. You know the trip, but to go do a round trip in one night to spend a few minutes with us on mm-hmm. Mount Shabbos Malava Malka, I think that itself. I think Rabbi Bamberger, without even speaking, I think you already told us something. So sunshine does it a few times a week. So it's a it's a tremendous cover personally and for our share in general. That Joey Bamberger is here, and and I hope that it'll be the first time of many that we'll be able to sit with the mashgiach and spend
1: time together. And it's mm-hmm. uh, oh, a covet yeah. to hear some diber tayr and diber mm-hmm. Thank you so much uh, to Mer um for his kind words. Um, yeah, it, it's I think it's all uh, it was all very beneficial for all of us to make the trip. Just to at least get a little bit of a glimpse as to the mysterious Nefesh that Rabbi Sunshine uh, invests in in the yeshiva. I mean, uh, to do this once in a you know in a yaival, it's uh, it's it's doable. But to do it every single day, uh, you know, unless you're really committed, you really have to, you know, it, it's come out impossible. And the fact that he does it and that we realize what he is doing for us means that we have to have all that much more HaKar HaSatev and we have to make sure to to come every day to to your Ebi Shir because think about it, if you, you know, if he can come from Waterbury to give a Shir, then you can come from the dorm to, to listen to the Shir that's not Musa, that's just reality, that's just something that uh, that I think uh, makes sense but uh, it's, not a, it's not a simple thing to make the drive and he does it because of his Messias Nefesh for the Yeshiva, for the Talmidim and, uh, and my Kesher with Rabbi Stein Also, uh, I remember him as a as a Bachar, and uh, and then we sort of uh, haven't had not seen each other until uh, he came for an interview in yeshiva, and we sort of just uh, became kindred spirits, Baruch Hashem, very quickly. And we had, as he puts it, a common language. We uh, both have a love for for uh, Chaim Berlin, for Vuttner, for Ybodol Chaim, for Vienna, and for Averin, Um for the alley We have a lot of common languages. So, Hashem, it's a very big schus to be uh, here with all of the, uh, in this beautiful um, Malav Malk. I'd like to thank the Asanya, uh wherever he may be, uh, for having us here. And uh, Okay, anyway, so thank you very, very much, everybody. Uh, <coughs> So one thing that I was able to, to accomplish in the car, besides somebody asking what I was listening to, uh, so I was actually listening to a playlist of Barry Weber. It's like it, it helps. I don't know if what you listen to in the car, but uh, I was in the mood to listen to my, my shurim again and again. It's like, I can't, how many times can I listen to it? So, uh, so I listened to Barry Weber. And I'll tell you why I'm telling you that. Because I was, well, I heard to, I think, a gevaldega chiddish from that playlist. In, this, in the in the ride on the way here just now mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's a I had a kasha about a oh right just in time so I had a kasha on post um, in this week's parsha. It says that <laughs> Yitzchak Avino is davening, but it doesn't use a Lashon of tfila, It uses a very unusual Lashon of Atara, or Atira, Vayetar, with an ayin. What does Atara mean? What does that mean, Vayetar? So there's a Medrash that says it's a Lashon of Ashiris. Like uh, Medrash Rabbah says that it's uh, Vayetar, like in Aramaic, you, always, you can replace a, a, a shin and a tuff are interchangeable. So Vayetar is a Lashon, he davened with tremendous Ashiris he davened with nobility, he davened with, uh, with a shtoltz, he davened with a certain, certain arist- aristocracy uh, in his filo, And the mafarshim are struggling always, like, what does it mean that he was a satara? Why did he dafka pull out this card of, uh, of davening with Ashiras? And I was thinking that he was davening opposite his wife. the ishtai ki akara And then... Barry Weber was singing a song, Shifri Kamayim Libech, Neichach Pnei Hashem. And I was thinking like how interesting a contrast that is, that David HaMelech says that I want to pour out my heart before you, Hashem. Neichach Pnei Hashem, before when I'm standing in your presence, opposite you, so that I pour out my heart, I break my heart in order to, to, to try to accomplish something with my tulos. Perhaps what Yitzchak Avinu was doing was that when he was standing opposite his wife, when noichach Ishtai, he davened with a vayetar, he davened with a, with a shaltz. He didn't want to scare her. She, she was an akara. So if he's davening like, you know, with all of the bechi and all the tsar and all that, it's going to get her nervous. Boy, I didn't realize the situation it was that desperate. But then when he turned around, when she wasn't looking, when it was noichach p'nei Hashem there wasn't any more of that Ashiros, that confidence. Then he broke down. He was able to to sing with the Shifri Kamayim Libech. And because of that, she was able to have a child. I wanted to, on that very Pasuk, just be my or something that very, very important you cite, I think. Rashi says that Yitzchak was aymed bezavizu mispalel, and Rivka was aymedes bezavizu mispalelos. They were standing in corners. So meaning if this was the room, so Yitzchak would be standing here, and Rivka would be standing there in that corner. It seems that there's something about corners that are, that's important to Chazal. It says a l'naichach, so opposite, but let's say this would be a round room, and I was standing in one, one you know, end of the... Uh, of the diameter and she was standing on the other end, that's also l'neichach. Why does it have to be that specifically it seems like it was a, a corner room and each person was standing with their own zavis and being spallow. It bothered me. So what I was thinking is like this. In life, there's something called yeshvei kronis. Yeshvei means people that sit in corners. What are the Yeshvei The Yeshvei kronis are very dangerous people. Chazals speak very badly about Yeshvei kronis, That, Like by Siam, you say that, you know, we're going and learning Torah, and we're not involved with the Yeshvei kronis, those people that sit in the corners. The Abister of Nasan says that Yeshvei are people that are opposite what David Melech says right at the beginning of Tilim about being able to uh and then it says of loyashav you know I don't want to sit with meeshav leitzem I don't want to sit with people that are scoffers people that are that are constantly uh, putting people down criticizing people for no good reason hurting people that's a meeshav leitzem that's what yeshev says yeshev says people that sit in corners and they they're haters they're people that just like are cynical, they do nothing with their lives other than destroy other people. I think, by the way, the reason why they're called Yeshvei Kronis, why are they sitting in corners, is because there's a Gemara in Erech, the Gemara says that, le'amarti davar ve'chazarti If you want to, like, if you don't have the time to learn all of Hilchas Lashon and you're not sure whether or not what you're saying is Lashon Hara or not, I always felt this Gemara, one line of Gemara, could be an entire sefer shmiras so haloshen for you. If you want to get one filter of one one litmus test of is what I'm saying lashon hara or not, do I look around before I say it? If I'm schmoozing with you, do I do I instinctively like look and make sure that the person I'm about to talk about is not around? I never had to check behind me," said Rabbi Yaisi, because I never spoke lashon hara. That was my litmus test. I know that I, I was never nervous about who is behind me, because I never spoke badly about anybody. Yeshvei kranas are people that always speak badly about people, and they always, but they're tired of craning their necks, they don't want to keep on having to check behind them, so it's much more convenient for them to sit in a corner and speak badly about people from that vantage point, that way they know whoever is in their, within their eyes' view, so they know who's there. And, and the people behind them, is just a wall. They don't have to worry about a wall. So Yeshvei Kranis is a Meshav leitzim of people that are misapri lashin hara, and there are many, many people in life that you're going to encounter if you haven't already. That all they do all day is pull people down. Bifanov, Shalay bifanov. They're just busy always, and those are people that will never accomplish anything in their life. They're people that are more comfortable destroying other people <coughs> than actually raising people and building people. If you look in the Psukim earlier in this parasha, there's only three there's only two Psukim that precede this Pasuk about Bayatar Yitzlaq Lashama Necha The first Pasuk says about Ela told us Yitzlaq bin Avram Avram Hailis, Yitzlaq Rashi says that it means that we uh that that Yitzhok was constantly being harassed by, by the late Sani Hadar, those people that always spoke badly and said that from Abimelech was his father, Avraham Avinu couldn't have children all these years, and all of a sudden Sarah was able to conceive after she was by Abimelech, and they're basically <laughs> telling slanderous stories and ridiculing Yitzchak Avinu. That's the first pasuk. that's the introductory pasuk in the parish, and the next pasuk says that that he married by he Yitzchak ben Arbaim Shana beKachde es Rivka bas Pesuah laAram miPan Aram says that it's telling all the bad yichas about her because Nebuch she had to go through all of that and yet she remained Rivka but imagine what all the Sani Hadar were saying about her those same people that were saying about Avram about Yitzchak Avino that he was Nayla from Abimela. <laughs> they were speaking about her. Who, did, who is this Rivka? What's she doing with the Shidduch, with Yitzchak? She comes from uh, from Lavan, from Besuel, from terrible people, a uh, 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 city of Rishaim. What is exactly? You know, how did she get here? Who is she to marry Yitzchak? So they were basically destroying with their mouths. These Yeshvei they were destroying Yitzchak Avinu. Then they went on and they set their sights on Rivka Yemeinu, and they were destroying them. And then. The Pesach says, That Yitzchak was davening in his corner. He was, was What does that mean? It means that they were oimed in that corner. They transcended the Yeshvei Kronos. There are people that sit and they're... Mevaza people, and they, they trash people, and they they pull people down daily. That's what they do. That's their lunch. Every day they just eat people alive. That's what they want to do. Yitzchak Avino, Rivka Imeno, they didn't give it back. They were, Shem Cherpasm LeMeshiv, and they took it. They took the bullets. They took the arrows. They didn't give it back. They just withstood it. They transcended that. All of that negative... Noise. They were able to somehow stay above the fray. Yitzchak was aymid bezavizu. That same corner, instead of getting into the fray with them and sitting with them and duking it out, he was aymid bezavizu. He trans—he stood when everyone else was sitting with their with their with their ruchilas, with them. He was able to stand. He withstood them. He 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 transcended them. He outlived them. We don't know anything about those late sanim. We do know about Yitzchak Avinu and Rivka, for her part, with all of the all the terrible laws that were spread about her. was I bizarre b'zavizum is palalas, and that's the s'chus why they had children, because the Gemara tells us that there's no greater s'chus than somebody that's the people that are able to take some abuse, I'm not saying that if you're abused you should take it, there's some, some levels of abuse that absolutely should not be tolerated whatsoever, but talking about things that you can handle, that's natural and, and okay for us to be able to take because we're mature adults hopefully and we're able to understand that the people that are trying to hurt us are, uh, they're just they're, they're not on our level we don't have to fight back with them we shouldn't fight back with them, we should just let them be and go on with our mission and transcend them that's the greatest chus, to have children. I'll tell you a story. A chassidim, they always tell stories of chassidish rebbes. By guess by Litvaks we have to tell our stories of our Rebis. So, Rechaim Kanievsky, the Sarah Taira, who should live and be well because our dar needs him. So, a few years ago, there was a couple that came to him. And they were married for many years, and Nabuch they weren't able to have children. I think it was fifteen years, if I'm not mistaken. And they were desperate, and they said, "Rabbi, we need a bracha. Give us a bracha, Baruchenu." And he, with his ruach hakida, she said, "I'm sorry. I wish I could give you a bracha, but I see in Shamayim that there's some. The gates are locked. I can't. I can't break them open. I wish I could. I'm sorry. I, I can't." So. They begged him, and they pleaded, and they said, "Just give us something. We can't we're not leaving here until, until we have something from you." <coughs> he says, "Listen. He says, "I can't do anything." He says, "But I'll tell you one thing. Chazal tell us that there's a tremendous mylah of that if you if somebody listens to a person trying to disparage them, trying to pull them down, and instead of retaliating, instead of like firing back. You just hold your hold your fire, and you 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 accept it, and you just like understand that there's a Rabbi in the world. I'll take the musr from whoever it comes from, but I'm not going to give it back. I'm going to be strong. So On them, the pasuk says, Hashem That those that uh, love Hashem, it's like it's like the sun coming out in all its strength. Meaning you have you have tremendous power when you're able to tolerate some abuse, and not give it back. He says, if you're ever in a matzav that you see somebody that's being abused and not giving it back, go get a bracha from that person. That's the only way that the Shara Shemaim will open for you. Okay. Now we're going to switch to a different scene. They left. A different couple lived in Bnei Brak, and they were looking, they were newlyweds, they were looking for to buy an apartment, a Dira in Bnei Brak, and so they had a, a real estate broker, and they were shown a certain apartment, and they were looking, and it looked like exactly what they needed. They liked the neighbor, they liked the amounts of apartment, uh, rooms in the apartment, there was a southern exposure, they had a merpeso, whatever they wanted, they had in this apartment. And they, they were very excited, and then all of a sudden, some crazy lady comes in as they're looking and says, you're not allowed to buy this apartment, this apartment has dibbux in it, and the people before it were terrible, and you're going to have nothing but clola, and I, I'm telling you, right, like I'm a Meshuganah lady came in and started like, telling them nutty stuff about this apartment. And like, eventually, you know, they were a little bit shaken up by that, but they, they, they decided, listen, the price is right, we want it, you know, we're going to just go for it. So they closed on the apartment and they moved in, and then they were invited to a chasana of somebody in that building, and they were excited. This was the first time they'd be able to meet a lot of new people in their neighborhood, in, in the building, and they'll be able to maybe n- make new friends. So the husband was on one side of the mochizah, the wife was on the other side of the Machitza, and what happened was what happened was so, so um. So they were at this chasana, and the, This wife was uh, this this woman who had moved in to that new apartment. She was making uh, she was uh, enjoying the company at the table. These were women her age, and she was like, you know, getting comfortable with people, and, and she was having a good time at the Hassan. She was she felt like she was really in her element, and finally, Baruch Hashem, you know, she was going to have a community. All of a sudden, that mishugana lady came over to her in the middle of the chasta, in front of all these other women that were potential friends of this lady, and starts screaming at her and cursing at her and saying, you know, I told you not to buy that apartment, you didn't listen to me, and now there's terrible curses on you, there's an Ainar on that apartment. She's screaming and screaming and terrible. And, you know, she was very embarrassed, and rightfully she was about to get up and start lashing back at that lady and telling her that she's not sure gonna, she should leave her alone, get away from me, now at that table, that same table, was the woman who was 15 years married without a child, the one that went to Ibrahim Chaim Kanievsky for a bracha. And her Chaim said, I'm sorry, I can't do anything, but when you see somebody that's Nela Vein go to them, and she immediately put this all together in three seconds, she runs over to that lady that was being berated, and she pleads with her, just please don't say a word back. I'm begging you. And she didn't understand why this lady was like, Mama she about to return fire, but she didn't. The Mashugana lady went away and she said, Now give me a bracha. I'll explain everything later. Just give me a bracha. I'm married fifteen years, I don't have a child, give me a bracha. And she benched her with a child that she should have a child, a healthy child that year. And then she explained the whole story with Khaim Kanyevsky and Nelavinamilov. And and within that year they were they were blessed with a baby. That's the ability that Yitzchak and Rivka had. The first pasuk was the laws against, against Yitzchak. The second pasuk was the laws against Rivka. And they had every right to retaliate and explain. and, and to, But they didn't. They were Aime they, bezavis. They, they floated above the Yeshvei And they were above in their karen. Yitzchak and his karen. Rivka and her karen. They were davening with that nela vein That feeling that... We, don't, we didn't give it back. We understood that there was a, a message for us to be taken in whatever way it was. We're not giving it back. Now, give us a baby. Give us a child. And from that, we were to Yaakov Avinu, to Bechir Sheba Avis, and to Ka, and, to, and we're all here because of that. That's the amazing power of a Yatar, to have a rich tefillah. A rich tefillah means that you're able to daven because you know that you always did the right thing, you used your mouth for the right thing, for speaking well and for, and for always speaking good to people, always building people, always encouraging people. And you come to the rabbi Shalom with a mouth that's, that's wealthy, it's not an impoverished mouth, it's not that it's a mouth that's been used to go around the block a million times and talk about yanim and to, and, to, and to destroy other people and other people's dreams and shtach people, and, and use your mouth for terrible things, that's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to hear our tefillahs from. Our tefillahs have to be out of mouths that are pure and that are unadulterated with the politics and all the schmutz and all the, all the things that are going around. It's true that sometimes we can't withstand the temptation. Sometimes people are hurting us and we have to give it back. And maybe sometimes that's the healthy thing to do. But we should remember this lesson. And that if we're ever in a situation where can really hold back, giving it back, and we understand that people are saying not nice things about us, but leave it. Let it be. Let, me, let the Rebbein deal with them, and let me just transcend them. Let me be, I'm it bezavis. So I at that time, if you take out a sitter at that moment, and you daven anything that you want, the Rebbein will give you in spades. Because that's the Kayach of tefillah, but not just any tefillah. It's a, a vayatart tefillah. A tefillah of Ashiras, a tefillah that you're coming from a position of power and and glory and aristocracy and nobility, because you never sullied yourself in the with the lower people around you. you were able to live a life, but that's meraimim. That's an exalted life, a, a life that's that's as the, the Chazanish writes in his letter. It's. Uh, you're you're not with a bnei Samusa, You're not living with mortals. It appears that you're a regular you know regular person, but you're not. You're you're elevated. And I can't think of a better uh, semel of uh, of an elevated talmud chacham than your rabbi, Rabbi shine, Should be zaychet to have many 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 years of uh, of of learning by him and learning from his stellar midas and being able to be nana from him in every which way and baruch nis bagashmias and never ever you have a, a rebbe for life here don't lose that be able to be Mistabic be tamat chacham and and uh,